Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. For all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? What up? Let me fix my camera real quick. How we doing? (laughs) The dubs got the dub over the Jazz. It was kind of at the end, like kind of close. And then Steph just did some Steph things and put the game away pretty much. Steph and Clay at the end. Two dagger threes back to back, put the game out of reach. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Stacking winning. wins, you know, yeah. winning kind of convincingly, aside from, you know, uh, the Suns game, which we knew that one was going to be a tight one. But to come into Utah, you know, kind of first time back after the passing of coach decky just so you feel like a lot of emotions happening it's his memorial funeral service today as well so a lot goes into that and for the fellows to kind of just like pull it together and get out there and really play hard was really good to see for sure for sure and that's something that um that's and super encouraging going forward, right? They put forward a winning effort tonight. Like Steph didn't start the game shooting that well, but he finished the game shooting well. And despite that, they were still gen- able to generate offense because they stuck to a game plan, even without Steve and a lot of the coaches there. Kenny ended up coaching, but very clearly they put an emphasis on getting out in transition because the Jazz are a bad transition defense. They have a lot of size, but they don't have a lot of like awareness and speed on the defensive end. So just got in transition, get layups. And that's what they did. Um, Clay finally got back into a rhythm, which is good. Wiggins hit a few threes. It looked like he was going to go on a mini run of his own at one point. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan had a few moments where he, you know, struggled a little bit to, to score in isolation, but he got to the free throw line, which he always does. And he somehow still ended up, um, with about, I believe, 14 or so points, just off playing near the rim, getting layups and, you know, doing that type of thing. I want to highlight um, just offensively, like the Warriors put together such a better, like balanced performance from their scores, right? Like their top four scores are Steph, Clay, Kaminga, and Wiggins, right? Not necessarily in that order, but I think it's very similar to what we saw in 2022 with, Kaminga just in it for Jordan, right? Whereas on one night, it may be Jordan being the second guy. He may be the first guy some nights. It may be, you know, Steph. Most nights, Steph's going to be the first guy. Some days Wiggins has it. Some days Clay has it. It's like, this is what we kind of envision where we say, okay, people want a legit second option. Like when people say that to me, that means they just want another first option caliber player in there. It doesn't really mean another second option because, you know, like, like we said, Kaminga, Clay, Wiggins, they all are capable of being a second option on any given night. And I think that's just as potent as having 
another first option caliber player on your team next to Steph. And in some ways, it's even more potent because one guy can just step up that particular night. Whereas if you just if you're relying on two guys, if one of them isn't there, then you're kind of, you know, right. Pigeonholing your yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Like you look at the Suns, it's like if one of Bill or Booker or KD isn't don't got it that night. Sure. Uh, the other guy can go for 40 or something like that. But like, it just puts more pressure on the role players. It puts more pressure on all these guys. Whereas if you just have four guys that can all give you 20 on any given night um, with two or three of them give you 30, that's huge. And we saw that finally on display. I think, I, I feel like it's been a long time since we've seen all four of them have a good offensive scoring yeah. game in the same game. Uh, but they combined for 82 points, I believe over 50% from the field. Uh I think they combined for 14 threes. JK hit a three. I think both Wiggins and, and Clay hit three apiece, and Steph hit seven. It seemed like he yeah. hit all seven <laughs> in the fourth quarter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's huge. That's huge. I mean, if they can keep this defense up, you add that level of offense to this defense, and they become a very, very dangerous team. Exactly. And the balance scoring, like you said, that way Curry doesn't have to feel the need like, all right, I got to at least get 30, 35 just so that we can stay afloat and and maybe Mm -hmm. win by five points. No, so if you've got the balance scoring throughout, then that's less pressure on him to have to be like, okay, Steph, go win us this game now. You know, Mm -hmm. it's more of just kind of in the flow of it. If he happens to get hot for seven straight threes, you know, or whatever, that's just how it's going. Okay, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So it, it was good. And like you said, the defense, that was that was key. And you just saw it on display, even though Draymond got into early foul trouble in that first quarter, he had like three, two, and then a quick three, and then he had to sit for like 11 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that kind of just is like a shot to us. But the guys picked it up and kind of just hung in there and did what they could just to stay solid on that end that the game doesn't get away from us. And Utah feels like, Oh yeah, now we've got the momentum and everything like that. So Mm -hmm. it's just been key. And you can see the, the defense kind of just all starting to really click together. And it's kind of just like, yeah, we all know what we're supposed to do on that end. Yeah. Is, is it starts with energy on the point of attack. Um, we saw Gary come in. He had a brief stint today. I think they're just trying to manage his body a little bit. He only played 15 minutes, yeah. but he came in, obviously made an immediate impact just with his energy. Um, Pods is trying out there. I think he's, you know, it's just certain people he just won't be able to guard very well. Um, right. And that's okay. That's okay. But, yeah, they're just bringing that energy, and, and it's leading to more fast breaks. Clay had a great defensive game, um, switching on the guys, uh, playing bigger guys seemingly all night. And they held the Jazz to 107 when Jordan Clarkson came in there and looked like he was going to score 50 tonight. Um, yeah. They kind of cut his water off quick. He he's hit like his first six or seven shots. And then from there, he was just kind of cold. But, um, yeah, 107 to the Jazz at home is, is pretty good because the Jazz, you know, they're – after the trade deadline, they didn't get better. They got a little bit worse, but they still got a lot of talent on this team, especially yeah. scoring-wise. And to hold them to 107 is pretty, pretty good. Draymond Green, speaking of Draymond, he only played 23 minutes, but 
still aggressive scoring. He hit that crazy shot at halftime. Yes. <laughs> crazy three <laughs> off his right foot fading. It's crazy. Okay. <laughs> no but, kind of arc to it. No, no arc. They're straight line drive, flat shot, go right in there like he was Steph. <laughs> crazy. That was just like one of those things. Like it's a feel good moment. Just momentum carry you into the second half. And he still somehow almost got a triple double 12 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, one steal, one block, still making great decisions with the ball out of the short roll. Um, he looks as good as he's has looked in the past few years. Like he's, he's looking like he's playing really, really good basketball right now. You just hope they kind of like take this momentum into the next two games because they obviously got the hottest team in the league coming up with the Clippers. And then they got to play the jazz again on the back to back and the jazz are full of youth and energy. They're going to keep coming at you. So that's going to be two tough games that they got to win. Right. And they're going to, and the jazz will be looking for revenge after this one, you know, so, Mm -hmm. and again, going back to, their home of course they're just going to be uh rejuvenated to be like no we're going to get them back or whatever and we can't allow that to happen we need to still Mm -hmm. come in with the force that we did uh yeah and like you said trying to take on the clippers who are in a groove right now they're looking like oh they're just unstoppable but again everybody has their time and so we hope that you know the warriors can take care of business because we are on a bit of a high and that's good going into all-star break for sure for sure so we got a few sub plots going on in this game um mainly having to do with the second unit right this the starters are pretty much set i want to say pretty much they are set um but the second unit combinations is kind of like the mystery going forward with this team right like who plays between dario loon and trace they're all pretty much equal minutes tonight. Yet again, Trace Jackson vastly outperforms the other two. Um, and the well, we know when Chris Paul comes back, this doesn't become a question at all. But like both Moody and Lester, similar, um, I wouldn't say similar minutes, but both Ofer didn't score. Yeah. Neither one of them didn't score. So it was pretty much like who's going to play the better defense, who's going to bring more more energy and stuff like that. And I think they both play with energy. They both do a lot of similar things. They, they're asked to do the same thing. But in my personal opinion, even though I like Lester a lot, I just feel like Moses offers a lot more with his athleticism, with his length. Um, and honestly, with his offensive talent, like Lester has yeah. a lot more burst. He might be a more consistent shooter, might be. But I think Moody can just do more things, um, cut into the basket, plan and transition and stuff like that. And single game plus minus isn't the best indicator of performance, but he was a plus 13 unless there was a minus eight. And it kind of looked like that when you were watching the game. Yeah, even even though uh, Moody didn't have his best shooting night at all. But again, his energy, his instant impact, actually, when he finally was allowed to get into the game. You just already saw he's coming up with a steal and everything and Mm -hmm. making that hard double team on Jordan Clarkson with that switch with Steph, just the recognition there to know this. I don't want this switch for him, but Mm -hmm. we're going to give it, but I'm going to come over here and give that help. Um, and, And that was key. We they've got the shot clock of violation there, but again, I just think Moses should have a bit more leeway 
to kind of just flesh out any of those mistakes so that mm -hmm. he can get his rhythm back for as long as he's been sitting for him to still come in with that type of energy and still be in the plus is still encouraging yet kind of disappointing because he's not giving given the opportunities that others are being given so mm -hmm. i'm hoping I continue to hope that we see more of him, but it's always a toss up. We just don't know. Always a toss up. I mean, I think it's pretty clear once Chris Paul comes back, he will be sitting again along with Lester. <sighs> um, hopefully they at least figure out that, that backup center situation because splitting the minutes up between those three just doesn't make a lot of sense. No one can get a rhythm. No one can make a full impact on the game. Um, and you're just kind of playing the guessing game of, Yo, do we give up five layups when Dario's out there? Or can we not score when Looney's out there at all? Like for the next five minutes. And then Trace comes in and he's like, Yeah, I'm altering shots and I'm finishing every layup I get. Right. So kind of like, why are we like not even just playing this guy? Um, you know, 12 minutes for Dario, 11 for Loon, nine for Trace, 32 minutes all combined. Like I said, mm. why not just give Trace? 20 of the 32 minutes and just give 12 to somebody else, a, a more perimeter player or something like that, or like Gary or Moody or something like that. Like you don't have to play trace 30 minutes, but right. And we don't want to see that just yet. We don't because yeah. we ain't sure yet. <laughs> yeah. Just give him a consistent 15 minutes. Like Draymond is right. going to play Well, he got in foul trouble today, but normally he's going to play 30 plus minutes at center. Anyway, so the remaining center minutes to just go to all to trace. It just doesn't yeah, really yeah. make a lot of sense right now, but hopefully they figure that out sooner than later. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that Dario and Loon are just done for the season. There there will be matchups where those guys make more sense. And if Trace is having a bad stretch, then you go to another option at that point. But clearly he's having the best impact on the court out of all of those guys. So he should just get so he in. really should be the first option yeah. when it comes sub time. Like, get in there, get your feet wet, you know, because again, he's got to come in with the energy for, you know, getting DMPs for a good stretch or whatever. So, for him to come in with that kind of energy and already ready to go, mm -hmm. that's that's also encouraging. But still, again, we don't need to see Dario at the five ever because it doesn't produce anything positive it's always just hey everybody attack dario you can score as well mm -hmm. just it, yeah it's like a buffet and i mean as of recently he hasn't really been producing offensively as well he has For not a large part of the season he was one of our more consistent offensive players hitting threes getting to the basket and laying the ball up now i mean over three over two from three, he's not really scoring that much. So now it's just a negative. Um, yeah, he's looking scary out there. Yeah. Like scared to to shoot. And it's just like, dude. And now he's missing wide open shots. And you're just like, okay, we, we can't have you missing shots and mm -hmm. also being terrible on the defensive end. So one's got to give or one you got to sit down. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, what was I going to say? Trace. Trace specifically, and I made this um, comment on the timeline, like 
each of the trio members have their young guy that that makes them a little bit better, makes their job easier. They have complementary skill sets. Um, Steph and Pods have a good synergy together. Pods looks for Steph. He pushes the pace. He's another ball handler. It's similar to what they want with Chris Paul and Steph, which, I mean, it does. They do have that um, connection as well, but Pods just does it in a little bit more of a Warriors traditional way, like with speed and pace and stuff like that and creativity. Um, with Draymond and Kaminga, they have that connection defensively. They have that connection as far as the lobs and, and the plays that they call for JK. Draymond's a lot of the time the guy who gives him the ball in those positions. So they clearly have that synergy. And even off the court, they talk about each other in, in high praises. Clay and Trace have that same energy. They have that yeah, same they do. connection. They run the plays. And with, with Trace Day, he's diving to the basket and it's an easy layup. It's an easy pass for Clay because he's a he's a target that can catch the ball. He's an athletic target and he finishes. He also sets really good screens, right? Um, but Trace doesn't get to play. So Clay doesn't get his young guy that helps him get going. Right. You know, like the other guys do. And I think that's one of the few things they can do to help Clay be more consistent. Just play him with other players that amplify his skill set that make the game easier for him instead of the opposite where you're playing it with Dario and Loon. So it puts more strain on him defensively, puts more strain on him offensively because he's passing to these guys and they can't score. So, right. Right. Um, and, and you saw the energy lift even more once Trace got in and mm-hmm. you see him and clay with doing their dance and everything. You just saw, how it just it was just popping everything was popping and now you've got clay hitting his middies and everything like that so just exactly the energy even picked up even more once trace was inserted exactly exactly the the key to the game i think with with clay is to just get him easier shots more consistently get him some layups some middies and then the threes will start to fall um and trace is a perfect guy to do that for him because he has roll gravity he has vertical spacing Guys move to him when he's rolling towards the basket, and it just creates that little slither space that guys like Steph, like Clay, can use in order to get their shot off much cleaner. And even with Steph, we saw he ran a pick and roll with Trace, and it was an and one or something like that. And it's like this is so easy. Like I don't understand why they don't just yeah. do it. It's it's very very easy for those guys. Um, yeah, nine minutes plus fourteen. Uh, 11 points, four rebounds, one assist, one block in nine minutes of play. Like nine minutes. Nine minutes. <laughs> you saw him playing against Boston. He completely changed that game. Yep. It's like, just give him the minutes, man. I, I just don't get it. I do not get it. Um, Let's keep going with the players. Let's keep going with the players. Brandon Pajemski, another good game. 10 points. Four rebounds, three assists, one steal. He just kind of does it all, Swiss Army knife. He did have four turnovers today, but the energy was there. Um, Decision-making was there for the most part. For the most part, yeah. And he hit a couple of threes. Or did he, did. he hit one? I thought he hit, he hit two, two. but um, And that was a welcome sight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the fact that he actually took it. So that mm-hmm. that was encouraging. Encouraging must be the word for tonight for me. It is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I mean, like, Paz was supposed to be a shooter coming out of college, right? That was the thing that he was supposed to be able to do for sure and everything else we were kind of worried about. But he's a guy who's shown that he can do everything else at a high level. Um, but the shooting has to catch up to the rest of his game, which is funny. Right. 
but I think I think it'll be fine in the long run. It's just rookie. He's doing he's putting a lot of effort towards everything else. So, right. you know, once his body adjusts to the grind of the NBA and being able to keep the energy for offense while also playing defense and doing this stuff, I think his shot will become a little bit more consistent. But it was definitely a welcome sight to see him hit some threes today. And um, hopefully he continues to just grow as a player. I think they're going to lean on him going forward. And it's, it's a gamble because he is a rookie, but he just seems so wise behind his years. And he understands his role. And he understands that his role is very, um, I wouldn't say small, but it's he plays off of the other guys. He plays off the, the veteran. Right. And it, that becomes much more easier to do instead of having like a load onto your shoulders. Let's look at um andrew wiggins like we said he had a little mini run of his own he did he did he <laughs> look had his little heat check that they took away from him but you know mm-hmm. that was that call Eighty. that was crazy i say they make up the rules every single game with us they it was, he was in his landing space he what came he literally came down on his foot the distance yeah the distance that uh traveled was was short so the fact that it wasn't a long closeout and let and put his foot right up under where andrew would land then you know it's just a common foul it didn't rise to the level of a flagrant um i thought this was a whole landing area space type deal not the distance one has traveled to get there right Hmm. you would think someone who's closer to the shooter would have just a better chance of just getting under somebody rather than someone who's like jumping from far away if i'm jumping from far away getting out of the way or getting out of the way because i'm closer oh let me just you know that just don't make any sense to me you would think someone jumping from far away would have a harder time controlling their body, their momentum, right? Than somebody close, but like you said, they just make it up as they go, um, and the rules that they choose seemingly never benefit the Warriors. So it is what it is. But yeah, back to Wiggs, he had a good jump shooting game. I wish he would just—I mean, we won't keep saying it—dunk the ball, dunk it, just <laughs> dunk it, God. dunk the ball. And it's something else that I brought up on the timeline. Just go off two feet, dude. Right. JK does it all the time. Two feet, power. And if he if you block me, you block me. But nine times out of ten, you're not going to block me. So, like, I'm going to be strong with the ball, and I'm going to just put it in. But if you're going up one leg, it's very easy to get knocked off balance while you're in the air. And unless you're – And if you're going early, in, even if you're going in unbalanced already. Yeah. So, it's, <laughs> it's like – Look at all the best dude. finishers – in the league, like unless you're like LeBron, who can go off one leg and still maintain the power of somebody going off two legs because he's on steroids. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but unless you're like that type of athlete, which Andrew isn't, he's a he's more slender. You know, like it's easier to knock him off balance than someone who's like 250, right? Mm-hmm. All the best finishers in the league jump off two feet. All of them, Kyrie, all the, whether they're athletes or they're just small guys. You see Kyrie doing it all the time. Steph do, does it all the time. Like I said, JK, Zion, Ja Morant, all these dudes go up two feet because you just have more balance. You're stronger. You have more time in the air to adjust and all that type of stuff. So if you know you're anticipating some contact, 
just go off of two feet. It makes it much easier. Um, and a lot of the best plays from that run in 2022, he was going off two feet. That dunk on Luca was off two feet. Dunk on Brandon Clark, I believe, in the Memphis series, two feet. Just just jump off two feet, bro. Clay needs to do that too because the the one hand the one legged layups for Clay has never been a good idea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just go off two feet. Y'all gonna finish a lot more around the rim. And then we'll have a lot more of these 129 scoring, 130, 140 games. Because um, there was a lot of bunnies missed. A lot. The, it was just like, you, you're that. You're. It was it was mm-hmm. so perfect for you right yeah. there. But you decide you want to be fancy. <laughs> you, you just want to go in all wild with it instead of find your balance and then just go up. Mm-hmm. Take that contact because you're going to get to the line. That's all. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Another guy who does that all the time is Gary Payton. He was four for four. Has he missed a shot like since he came back? Um, <laughs> like maybe, maybe one, maybe one, but he, he's looked awesome. Yeah, he has. He actually, no, he hasn't. He, he has not missed a shot yet. Um, oh, wow. He yeah he was one hundred percent from the field against Phoenix and one hundred percent against Utah. <laughs> Eleven points okay. both games, too. So oh interesting. Got to play love, that number. Yeah, <laughs> I would love for Gary to average eleven points from here on out on one hundred percent from the field and one hundred from the three. That would be great. <laughs> um, he's such a good energy boost. Like it's just like contagious. Um, he's like a kid out there, right? Like he's. 31 years old, but he plays like he's 21 years old. Um, yeah. And I think all the guys are feeding off that energy, and he's just so good at the things that he does that if he can stay healthy, they're just a completely different team, completely different team. So, so happy to have Gary back, and hopefully he can, you know, stay healthy. They can ride this win streak into the All-Star break. Like we said, we got, they got two more mm-hmm. games. If they can do that, they would be Three games above 500 going into the, okay. the end of the season. Anything is possible. Anything's possible. And that's what we are looking for. The, let's do it. <laughs> <Look>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this was a short and sweet one. I feel like we got to get a little bit more information. I mean, more like conversation going here, but looking ahead and just looking at the West standings, they're still in 10th. Uh, other teams, I think, are the Lakers playing tonight? Lakers are not playing, I don't think. But the Timberwolves are playing the Clippers tonight. Game was kind of like inconsequential right. towards like the Warriors, but they, uh, that'll be, it's hopefully a they, game. it's a close game. I was going to say, hopefully they uh, go down to the wire and, multiple overtimes and stuff. We want the Clippers coming in a little bit tired. <laughs> Just a bit tired. Like bit. We'll, we'll take any little advantage as possible. But again, you know, we're coming from where we're coming from as well. So mm-hmm. it's just like, hey, like we'll take any advantage that we can. For sure. So, we'll For sure. See. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Pistons Lakers tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, Pistons Lakers huh. tomorrow. So that's probably a win for the Lakers. It's cool. Whatever. We get. We just gonna keep stacking these wins. They're gonna. They're gonna lose eventually. Um, 
like we said in the previous pod, the Warriors have one of the easiest schedules remaining. If you guys remember, we have not played the Pistons at home yet. We have not played the Charlotte Hornets at all yet. The Wizards at all yet. Yeah. No, uh, we played the Wizards. Remember Jordan Poole? We played uh, the Wizards. Yeah. You, you're right. You're right. Um, we have not played the Raptors at home, I don't think. Or they, they, they played them at home. They no, didn't we, we didn't. Right. Exactly. We haven't yeah. played them in Toronto. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah, so a lot of winnable games coming up. They just got to keep stacking them up. If they can somehow get to 50 wins, that would be amazing. But <laughs> we're we taking the game at a time. Yeah, exactly. They can only lose One eight game more. at a time. Yeah, or they okay. can only lose seven more games. They want to win 50 games. Okay, but. let's look at it as one game at a time. Okay. And we win one game at a time. Right. Let's not right. think about you can only lose this much. No, 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 no. No, we have to stay on the positive <laughs> side of this. That we have to win the next game. Right. And that's right. how we look at this. Because <laughs> okay, okay. we can't get too far ahead of ourselves, you know, because you don't want that disappointment. So, and mm-hmm. it's extra pressure on us because, you know, we're playing. Um, no, but just one game at a time. That's how I choose to look at it. And, you know, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Um, well, the Warriors are tied for the longest win streak in the NBA right now with the Dallas Mavericks, five in a row. Okay. Going into the All-Star break with two more wins will give them the longest streak. So, like you said, one game at a time. Let's try to stack these wins up. Um, I guess we can briefly touch on what happened on, on Sunday. I know you guys got a little bit of a – a little bit of pushback from the fans, you know. 49ers end up losing to the Chiefs. Uh, it was a good game. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. It was a good game. It's a good second half. And yeah. over time. Yeah. Well, it was kind of – it was just kind of slow. It was good defense uh, all game, I think. It was. It was. Yeah. And I can appreciate that because – I was like, all right, we, we got to stop this run. That is for sure. Because, yes, I'm a Chiefs fan. Um, and I knew that we would win. Um, and I, I do have to admit that I was getting very just like, oh, my gosh, this is just – it's just too close right now. It's just too close. As a Chiefs fan, you were feeling that? Yeah, because it was just like every time we were doing something and then – this random penalty happened and it was just like, we just did all this work. We just did all this good work here. Mm-hmm. And you know, Oh, you just dropped this pass. Like, really? I needed you to hold on to that. Mm-hmm. But wow. Just, you know, you still don't count out Patrick ever. And I didn't, mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh, I just need this over. I was hoping that it was done in regulation. And that to me looked like pass interference, but whatever. We moved <laughs> past that. We moved past that and we got the win in overtime. And all of these diners, how are you saying that you didn't know the overtime rule? You know, before the coin yeah, flip, that's crazy. they literally say what the overtime rules are. So the fact that you didn't defer, that's on you. That, that's got nothing to do with anybody else but y'all. That's true. So, you also could have just scored a touchdown. There's a thought. 
Um, but yeah, congrats to the Chiefs. Um, I think back to back, back to back. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. Niners had a good season. Um, yeah, maybe they'll be back. Maybe they'll be back next season. They got a good. Or maybe they won't. You know, (laughs) you know, you you just never know. You never know. I never, I didn't see the Pods tweet, but apparently Pods is a, is a Chiefs fan as well, and he was yeah. berated by him by, and him and Lester yeah. both are Chiefs fans. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was crazy. They like bullied him into deleting it, and he should have never deleted it. It's just like just because you play on the Warriors team, you don't have to be Bay Area other sports team fans like you don't have to be that that's not a prerequisite <laughs> when you get drafted to a team that you have to root for all of their other right. sports teams no if again somebody i think that was nat who said if the panthers were in the super bowl going up against the 49ers you think curry is coming out saying he's going for the 49ers no right right he is going for the Panthers, and he will let you know that. It's just like, ah, sorry, not sorry. So that's unfortunate, and I really wish Pods didn't feel the need that he had to delete it. It's like, that's your squad, that's your squad, and be happy, and you post all you want about your squad. Yeah. Ain't no hard feeling. So put it back up, Pods. Yeah, put it back up. Twitter is not a real place. People are uh, empowered by the anonymity of these accounts. And it's just, it's not a good thing for society, I don't think. But it is what it is. (laughs) Um, Yeah, great win. We're trying to stack these wins. I don't think we have any much more to talk about today. Um, All good performances across the board. Play Moses more, play Trace more. Yeah. Um, and I mean that's all I got. That's all we got. That's all we got. <laughs> all we got. So we'll see uh on the next one. Well, Karima see you on the next one against the Clippers. Um <laughs> yeah, there we go. Can I get it? Can I get it? Yeah. Yay. Because it will be Valentine's Day for those that celebrate. And apparently, Justin does. That's crazy. That's a crazy assumption assumption right there. But, yes, I will not be be there on Wednesday. Um, So, Karima and Nat will take care of that. Follow us on all of our socials. Golden Spaces Pod on Instagram, on Twitter. Not, I'm just done calling the X. It's Twitter. Watch us on YouTube on 95.7 The Game's YouTube channel under their podcast folder. You will find us there as the first one, Golden Spaces. Turn on those notifications so you can know when we are posted. Leave a comment, like, subscribe, share, tell people about it, um, all that stuff. All that stuff because we are trying to bring that good content to you guys. You know, Energy, just like Paz, just like Gary. We're trying to keep it... <laughs> positive you know nice nice. good work there this is just something you made up so (laughs) but yeah we will see you guys on the next one peace
Sí. is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 